Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, a podcast of the United Methodist Men of Treach and part of the Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church here in Flower Mound, Texas. I'm Dave Casey. I'm a longtime member of the men's group here at Treach and just one of many guys here that are trying to live out our faith and grow our relationship with Jesus Christ. Over the past nine months doing this podcast, we've learned a lot. Primarily that while we all share our faith in Christ, the paths we take to reach him and the paths we choose to grow deeper in our faith are very personal. Uh, Spiritual practices are super meaningful to some, different from those, uh, and and it works different for everyone. So that's what we're going to discuss in this episode of Men in Progress. So to help me discuss our go-to spiritual practices, I'm joined by three of my brothers from Treach, Buddy Bonner, Eddie Evans, and Brad Evans. Now, the first thing I have to ask is the Evans, are your Evans brothers, Evans cousins? <laughs> no relation. No relation. But a lot of parallels. A lot of parallels. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say we're the Bizarro Evanses. Oh, Bizarro Evanses. Well, that will come out in the, uh, in the podcast, I'm sure. So <laughs> or welcome. you can call us the Bevins and the Gevins. Right. <laughs> super, super. All right. Well, this is going to be an interesting uh, evening, I guess, because uh, spiritual disciplines is something that, uh, uh, it, like I said, it means something different to everyone. So the first one we're going to talk about is reading scripture. So, buddy, how important is scripture in your faith walk? I would say of the spiritual practices, that it is probably the most important. Um I had the great opportunity to take Disciple One uh, some time ago, and you know if you're familiar with that, you you read bits and pieces of the Bible each each day, culminating in the week, and you have discussion. So after that, I went through and I endeavored to read the rest of the parts I didn't read, and was pretty successful there. Um, and then within the past 18 months or so, I've started to go back through, uh, and so uh, not as diligently. Uh, I need to be more diligent. But to me, it's the most important thing you can do. Yeah, and Disciple One's a big undertaking. I mean, it's how many weeks is that? It's, it's 36 weeks 36. with Scott Wisenhunt. That wow. needs to be noted. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> so that's like 72 weeks in the, in the real world. Yeah, At okay. least. I see what you're saying. Thank yeah. goodness for Scott, though. <laughs> well, super. So, Brad, how about you? I would agree with Buddy. I, I think that uh, Scripture and diving into that is is, at least for me, uh, the most important spiritual practice. I've always had a hunger for learning more for the Bible and investigating it kind of inside and out. I, I've also done disciple a few years ago, uh, not with Scott, fortunately or unfortunately, maybe. Um, but uh, I, I've read the Bible, you know, just through um, a few times. And, um, you know, I'm very much a creature of habit and need a routine. And so I. Mm-hmm part of my morning routine whenever I wake up in the mornings is usually go to the gym and then I sit down for at least 20 minutes, sometimes not as that long, sometimes longer, um, with, with my Bible, with commentary, I've gone through different commentaries, uh, just kind of diving more into scripture and, uh, trying to learn more. Well, that sounds like a great start to the day. Just kind of get you you centered and ready to take it on. So Eddie, is that, is that, you agree is one of your top spiritual yeah I think practices. it's I think it's super important um, and I do think it's a way to to always get centered I think when when things go 
you know, when life just takes over and things get busy, it's always the easiest way to, to come back. And I use it uh, mostly when there's, I don't know, something I feel like I need to investigate or look at, and that usually finds a lesson or something, and then you start to read um, to, to, to follow up or learn, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, the point that you were chasing on the front side. And I, I actually find it's even more important to use the actual Bible and, you know, like read the book as opposed to digital pieces these days are so yeah. easy and they're very handy, but I also yeah. feel like they're, they're full of just as many distractions as anything yeah, else, I, right? I, I'm teaching one right now, and it's interesting because I I'm trying to do it all digitally, and it's almost impossible. You just can't get a screen big enough to get all the pieces in front of you. So yeah. I ended up with the Bible open, and then I've got two things on the computer, and i got something on my phone, and I'm trying <laughs> to do all this. And uh, it, it is, it is a, a, something to tackle. Well, the other thing I have found, too, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, is that uh, the Bible is something that's very common that the, uh, the, um, we can talk to people from any, any uh, Christian faith, and the Bible's kind of a commonality. And in fact, even with my Jewish friends, you know, the first half of the Bible, obviously, we can, we can have discussions. And uh, I, have a, I have a great friend that, uh, oh gosh, 20 years ago or something, uh, we're in a business group together, and he, uh, we, were, we were meeting on a regular basis as tendons started to drop off, you know, and, uh, and uh, so he sends out this, basically this flame mail to all the group, you know, the guys that were supposed to be coming every week. Mm -hmm. And says, hey, you know, we got to be accountable and show up and everything. So I, I commented to him, you know, that was a great epistle that you set out there. And he goes, I had to go look up epistle. I don't know what that did. You know, and I said, hey, there's a whole half of the Bible you're missing, pal. You know, this is like, you know, so, but it is a real, con you know, it is a great thing. And it's, a, I think it's a very centering thing. So another spiritual practice that uh, is, I think, common probably to all of us is prayer. And, uh, uh, how, how does prayer enter your life? And I'll start, Eddie, I'll start with you. How does that? Well, I think prayer is, um, again, it's, it's a very centering thing. I, I always, uh, I always joke. I can't, I can't sleep somewhere around, you know, my thirties, I don't know, raising kids, whatever it is. Yeah, I can't sleep. And, and so prayer, the first thing I do is usually that's what centers me at night to try to help me get back to sleep. But it's also just a thing that I use to try to relax or, or start my day. So I have a couple of dogs and walking the dogs every day around a pond is, is a part of my routine every morning. And usually when I'm making that trip, that's when I'm kind of thinking about the things I'm going through my list of prayer requests and stuff that you've heard about in the week or just, just picking things up. Um, uh, over last time over um, Lent, there's a group of us decided that we would pray for each other. A group of men decided we would pray for each other every day oh, during strong. that time period. And then, yeah. you know, you find that habit just pick back up and it keeps with you, right? And yeah. so so it was something that you just did for that time frame. And then all of a sudden I find myself doing it every day still. So it's a, it's a good piece. It's, um, it's calming. It's, it, you know, some people might use like a meditation or something like that, but I find it's a real, it's a real nice way to be yeah. able to do that. Oh, that's super. Buddy, how about you? How about you? Um, you know, not not as consistent as I need to be. Um, try to every day, right? Uh, and let's talk about prayer for a second. Is that um, is that vocalized in a quiet space, or are those internal conversations you have with God? Are they um, fleeting thoughts that you have, wishing? Mm -hmm you know, wishing peace or, or health for someone. So I'm going to say yes to all that. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe I'm doing better than I think I am, but um, I assure you, you but, are. <laughs> but but mindful that I need to continue to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not get caught up in um, everything else that takes your attention. Uh, Philippians four six uh, says that you should pray about everything. Right. And unceasingly. Uh, right. I'm sorry. Unceasingly. Yes. Yeah. With thanksgiving and supplication, it says. <laughs> um, but. Um, so I used to think, you know, well, God doesn't want to worry about the little stuff. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that uh, that's comforting to me. Um, so. Yeah, we've got a couple things that are that are tied to that, too, that I think we'll get into as we go further. So the next one up is uh, is worship. And, uh, and worship's uh, changed a lot in the last few years. Um, so we went through the period of COVID where worship dramatically changed. So, Brad, what 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 role does worship play in? Uh, yeah, I think life? I think worship is is very important. It's always been important to me. It's evolved over time for me and my family as well. Um, funny, my wife Amanda um, is a classically trained singer, and um, when we were looking for a church, our ultimate worship experience at the time up to that point was it has to be a certain type of music and yeah. we, it needs to be traditional and it needs to be this and that. And it's funny that over time we've kind of gotten away from that and we are fed much more by the contemporary worship setting. Um, and so I think music is a big part, um, of worship for, uh, me and, um, uh, COVID I struggled with COVID because, uh, being, as introverted as I am being with others and worshiping with others in a, in a setting, um, hearing the live music, that's, that's just essential, uh, part of the worship experience. So yeah, getting back into the churches was, was huge. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. And I think, uh, I put in a plug for Treach. I think our church did a fantastic job from a media standpoint of keeping people engaged and, and online worship experience was exceptional. Absolutely. Uh, but even given that, you know, again, it really, after a few months, it got to be like, wow, I'd give anything just to be in, in the room, you know, and I sing in the choir, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it was really hard. I mean, and we, and we tried some virtual choir, you know, everybody singing from home at that didn't work out very well. So <laughs> technology is good, but it wasn't that good to cover up our, our mistakes. But, uh, but yeah, but man is definitely a blessing for this church and for, for all of us. I mean, cause that's, uh, that is an important part. Uh, of worship. So Eddie, how about, how do you feel in the worship experience? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I mean, I personally am not, uh, I can't sing worth a lick. Right. And it, I grew up in a, in a Catholic church. And so there wasn't nearly the, um, as did I, we the had praise, the four hymns. right. Yeah. The praise <laughs> so. value. And so I was actually kind of at first, you know, as a young adult, maybe a little uncomfortable, like, I don't know if this belongs in the yeah. service. Uh, but actually, you know, the rain ban was one of the reasons why Emily and I chose yeah. this church a long time ago to to continue to come to. And it just, it was a different feeling and it's something that I really enjoyed, um, you know, moving forward. And my kids participate and they, they're, <clears throat> they inherited my genes. They're terrible singers as well, but they're <laughs> in the youth choir with Amanda and they love yeah. every minute of it. You know, it's just a, it's a different feeling that, uh, that comes about. And I think even as my kids move off into college, the church homes that they look for when they're on the road has, has that piece. Like yeah. it's an entertaining piece, but it's also exciting. You know, it's just something that, um, 
you feel the spirit right yeah. when it's there and so it's always a it's a really nice piece to have i think yeah and it's uh and this church is probably not unique among churches but i think we do have a, the advantage of having really three different worship experiences mm -hmm. so we have the uh a small group experience at uh early at 8 eight thirty, and it's uh Definitely within that group. I mean, it's communion every Sunday, and it's everyone knows each other very well. Uh, there's some music. There, you know, there's some. You know, th there's the message and everything. Then we have a contemporary service, which is a whole different experience, and then more of a traditional service at, at eleven, which which we normally attend. Although a lot of times I uh, will usher it at nine thirty as well. But it, it is a, it's a myriad experience. And buddy, what what's your favorite part of the worship at, at Treach? I guess. Um, the whole thing, honestly, um, I, I don't like to miss, um, if I miss, it's probably because I'm out of town. Yeah. Um, I, I so you don't miss. have that golf. You know, we had some guys on a few weeks ago, golf was their yeah, man. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't do I don't do any of that. <laughs> and, uh, I suppose, uh, you can replace worship different days of the week or that sort of thing. We probably need to be open-minded to that and have to mm -hmm. be on Sunday per se. Maybe it does, but, um, I like the the body corporate experience, uh, just like we have uh, three distinct service types. Uh, I think we're blessed here to have good preaching teachers, right? Daniel is outstanding. Yeah. Doug is great. And, you know, we've had a series of uh, younger uh, pastors come in, but I'm really impressed with Gracie a couple yeah, times in. Definitely so. So yeah. we're very fortunate and blessed there. We're blessed to have great music, um, whether it's uh, traditional or contemporary. So um, maybe maybe I'm just a homer, but uh, I don't. But I don't like to miss. Well, we'll put you on the uh, the ads for Treach. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be the guy. You'll be the guy. So the next one is something uh, Brad alluded to a few minutes ago, and that's uh, talking about meditation. But in addition to prayer, um, I think silence and meditation are a spiritual practice. It, it's, it's taken me a while to actually adopt that, as a, but I have in the last several years. Um, in fact, one, uh, several years ago, we have a camp in the summer for kids from West Dallas that we bring to, to Treach. And uh, we had a, an outside facilitator come in and teach meditation. And we're talking teaching meditation to middle school and high school kids, but also the adult leaders that were there as well. And it really made an impression on me as to how to, how to meditate and how to uh, basically just lock down and just empty your mind and, and, and think about things. So, Brad, is that something that you can do? Or is that part of, of your uh, spiritual journey? So I love silence but I don't know that I'm a good meditator and I probably need to work on that. I've never had any special training or classes like you're referring to. Um, maybe my mind races all the time too much. It's hard for me to sit and empty my mind. Yeah. Um, the same goes for prayer. Actually, I, I, I probably could be better at that. I like how what buddy said about defining what's the definition of prayer. Um, but, but even that, I feel like, oh, it has to be done a certain way, and um, it has to be very formal. And so it's always refreshing for me to be reminded that this is just a conversation with God. And, sure. it's, and um, even being childlike, which um, I, I will admit that I am in my prayer, um, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Definitely. 
Eddie, have you tried meditating? Is that part of your regimen? Uh, I don't know if it's meditating per se, but I do. I have fallen back on times where I'll go to the old, the, I guess, the old Catholic in me and um, almost similar to the rosary, but not actually pl- praying the rosary, right? Because there's a lot of extra prayers in there. But it is essentially that idea of a, that repetitive prayer we kind of talked about before. Um, and I, I took a class with Lee Gerald one time, and he talked about, you know, a brief, like a praying, you know, without ceasing in, in terms of breathing as well, right? Yeah. And that was like a really interesting piece. And he, he sort of taught like a, a line, you know, to kind of help with it. But I'm, I'm far too ADD to actually sit there and do just like one <laughs> thing over and over again. So that's kind of why I break into that sort of list of other prayers. And, and, and that helps because yeah. uh, I just, I couldn't sit there just and do it for an extended period. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, it is a discipline, I guess, and it's, it's, uh, and it's probably defined different ways, too. I mean, it's just to get someplace with maybe headphones on and just be quiet and just, you know, uh, just lock everything else out. Sometimes that helps. So we're going to jump to something else. I'm going to start with Buddy on this one, and that's something I think that uh, this church is fairly good at, and, uh, but it's evangelism. Have you... Uh, have you f- felt the call to be an evangelist, <laughs> or do you feel you are one? Uh, no. <laughs> um, so September 11th, Daniel talked about seven spiritual practices. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, thinking about this, I think it's similar to witness, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm an educator. For anybody that doesn't know that, retired educator, I, I kind of penciled in a grade for myself on each of those spiritual <laughs> practices. And evangelism and witness, absolute worst. Oh, yeah. Absolute worst. So I won't see it at my door? Is that no, what you're saying? No, you will not. <laughs> uh, although, as I get older and maybe more uh, comfortable and knowledgeable as I read, uh, it's easier to have those conversations informally with people, yeah. right? Yeah. A better comfort level there. But as far as I'm Buddy Bonner from Treach, I'd like to tell you that I'd like yeah. to spread the good news. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not, not, jo- not yet, Dave. Want to join us this Sunday? Yeah, yeah not yet. <laughs> occasionally we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Very occasionally. So I've work to do there, Dave. You know, all right, man. We'll put you down. We'll, you know, we'll give you a needs improvement. You know, I got a lot of those on my report cards uh, over the years. So. That's, that's where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, how about you? Have, is, it, is it evangelism a part of your spiritual practices, do you think? Maybe in a way. Um, I don't know that I would use that word, even though that's probably the correct word to use, but like buddy, you're not going to hear me knocking on your door anytime soon. Um, that's just not my personality, but, um, I might wait for opportunities to present, present themselves. Um, I'm a, I'm a physician and I see a lot of patients during a day and, and, um, many times the opportunity will present itself. And, and even though I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in anybody's face about it. Um, I do, talk about God when the opportunity presents. And I think most of the time it's well received, but I don't know that I I personally don't know that I would call it evangelism, but maybe it is. Um, uh, I've all, if you just asked me, I would say that that's also something I need to work on most likely. Yeah. And I think it's something, uh, I was making a joke with buddy about the door knocking, but I think that's the way a lot of times we think of evangelism is, you know, somebody with a pamphlet that's in your face and and uh, there's many, many ways that you can have an impression on others. And it sounds like you do that very, very well at work, for sure. Do that. Eddie, have you, is it something you've 
encountered over the years or yeah i can, i have to agree with the guys i don't think i yeah. could stand and and do that I, I look at that side as um you know i think missions has always been something important to us and our family and i think that's where we would see it you know just kind of showing up as an example and that's when you get out into the into the community and you're doing things for them and that presents usually the opportunity yeah. to discuss and i think you know even in, in our workplace you know when i can talk to them about like you know taking a week or to you know go with my kids on a mission trip or something like sure. that 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 presents the opportunity and that's that's probably where it is i don't i don't think i'd have the confidence to stand up in front of a a person like that well and i bet to... you that's a lot more effective in, a, in many ways you know than than uh, stand in front of somebody and saying do you know jesus you know that yeah. kind of thing yeah but uh and what you just alluded to is actually part of our next topic which is serving others and i know you three guys are active servants within this church, but uh, where does that fit into your spiritual practices, buddy, in terms of? So um, the spiritual gifts test that we do here, um, I think what I, what I do at Treach as quote-unquote service is right in line with those. Um, my uh, desire, I guess, or my place is to uh, help in leadership, serving that in that way and so that's what I've been able to do um, and I appreciate that um, the older I get either at here or out in the community is more surf- service driven than anything else um, well uh, that you know that's pretty obvious for us because I mean you had a full career as an educator and right after that I mean you left but immediately ran for school board which yeah. I thought was fantastic yeah well thank you <laughs> yeah to have uh, to, to want to turn around and serve the community right back, you know. Well, it's um, at the end of the day, that's about all. That's about all that you. It's about all I want to really focus on. Uh, and there, I've had great role models in that. There's th- this community at large, not just Treach, has a lot of great service-oriented role models and organizations. Sure do. And so, if that's a desire of yours, uh, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely there. Brad, do you, is that part of? Part of your spiritual discipline? Yes. Um, I mean, service is very important. I think we're all called to do that. Um, I think just as a church, Treach, that's one of its biggest strengths. Um, the service uh, opportunities here at Treach are just uh, amazing. Um, I always feel like I could do better. Um, you know, I, I mean, sure, certainly I've served in different capacities, and, you know, this and that. But, um, but yes, it's, it's, it's a very important part of a, a spiritual discipline, no doubt. Super, super. So the next one is a little tenser uh, subject. So I'll, I'll just jump into this one. But it's uh, stewardship. And, you know, we're coming into the season, actually, where the ch- church every year goes through a stewardship campaign. And... Uh, so, Eddie, what do you see is, is stewardship part of your spiritual practices, and how does that fit in? Yeah, it's funny. That is, it always seems to be a very, very touchy subject. I think one of the other things I took from uh, Lee Gerald at one point in time was, I think the only point in the Bible where God says, test me on this, is is when he talks about tithing, right? Yeah, when he yeah. talks about, like, you know, giving giving your tithe, and he will reward you for it, and um and uh, that that speaks volumes, right? And I, we've always kind of looked at it too as not necessarily am I giving 
10% of the income that comes in back to the church, but like kind of just looking at all the gifts that we have and making sure we're trying to sort of use all of the resources, I guess, given to us. And are we, are we giving back to not just, you know, the church, the home church that we have, but, but other churches as well, right? Sure. Or, or the community in general, right? Because I think that's super important. Um, it just, it's, it's an example, just like we kind of were talking about with missions and, and being the hands and feet of Christ. Um, you know, we, we had a friend who, um, who was uh, raising a, a, a church in downtown Dallas, and it was, it was, they were all, um, you know, basically like immigrants and Latinos, and he learned Spanish and he spoke Spanish, and it was a really poor church, and so we gave sometimes to that church as well, just sure. as another way, and considered yeah. that, you know, part of what what we were doing in Absolutely. terms of, you know, trying yeah. to help. So we always kind of look at it maybe as like a total package kind of thing, as, an, as opposed to just the income, but um, it's it's obviously important just sure. because, like, you can start to see how things like that change people, change oh, yeah. people's lives. Definitely. It's important. So, buddy, in, in terms of that, stewardship is is beyond uh, monetary, too. So there's giving of time. Right. And I think uh, how is that I, I think that fits in with you. I've watched watched the things that you do and the amount of time you spend with them. So. Yeah, I think time time and uh, effort maybe uh, mm-hmm. is part of that. But, you know, uh, uh, the financial is there, too, uh, as well. And, Eddie, I appreciate you saying that the only part of the Bible that says to challenge God is is uh, related to tithing because that that brought back to me I'm sitting there at the back where I sit uh, this has been six seven years ago and and it's stewardship campaign and Daniel said uh, if you'll increase your tithe uh, and you're not blessed I'll give it back to you <laughs> I thought oh my gosh here hey. we go here we go <laughs> there's an ironclad contract it's kind of used car salesman <laughs> right <laughs> uh, and I'd already been thinking about that yeah. But you know, here here's the deal on on finances and that sort of thing. The human condition is you're never going to have enough. Ever. Correct. You're never going to have enough. Or think you have. Or enough. think you have enough. Yeah, yeah. And so the 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 stewardship piece that typically comes here is the the stair-stepped where are you? Yeah. Can you give 1% more? Do 1% a year and build. You know, yep. and so yep. uh, it's like Zan Holmes said when he was here, the church has enough money. We just need to get it out of your pocket into ours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. Oh, man. So next one is one that I, I've got to say I failed miserably at, but uh, I'll throw it out there for you guys. I'll start with Brad is fasting. Is mm-hmm. fasting a part of your spiritual discipline? We actually just talked about fasting a little bit in our Sunday school class a couple of weeks ago and what that means. Um, I think when the first thing you think of with fasting is abstaining from food, um, and certainly that's a part of fasting, but I think it's really just more broad than that and abstaining from um, anything that might have a hold on you to, uh, in order to come closer to God. do I do that well? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I've seen that like during Lent. Now people will sure. say, in lieu of uh, giving up something, I'm going to give up social media, or I'll give up something that, like you said, they sure. feel like has a hold on them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can be a very effective tool um, for sure for a lot of people. Um, yeah. yeah. Eddie, are you, are you a faster? 
<laughs> I, I've never done it specifically. I, I mean, so you brought up Lent, and that's yeah. where I think you know um, the Catholic upbringing like yeah. really focusing on. Oh, and yeah. So um, fish fry, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and and so th- a lot of that has stuck for sure. Um, you know, besides you know uh, uh, cheese sandwiches and tomato juice is always good. So that Friday <laughs> meal never hurts. But but I think even like my siblings and I, we, that's a, a way for us to keep in touch. Sometimes is to to talk about like, are you still giving something up for Lent, and what are you giving up, and then yeah. be there to support each other because we we do it is simple things. But but Lent was you know the or I guess lately as an adult, that's where you know we've kind of come to to learn the difference in fasting. And as I mentioned yeah. before, you know, like when we kind of this last year, we kind of took it up to pray for each other as as our piece of sure. you know that and to replace giving something up so it, it's definitely taken a lot of meetings but i think you know the the comfort in you kind of goes back to what you did as a child and so we'll still pick something that we and maybe indulge in too much and try to give up and and see if we can stick to it or go yeah yeah and it's interesting one of my small groups um we had one of the members really talked about the fasting the idea of fasting from food for 24 hours um, on a periodic basis is really, really, from a physiological standpoint, is positive. It's really a good thing. And, uh, and it's not something that your body, it's something your body really needs. You're not denying your body. You're actually helping it doing that. So that's kind of interesting. And again, I have, I've failed miserably. I haven't, haven't tried that one. So, so our last question, well, not our, I'll say our second to last question is, is, uh, about journaling. And this is something that I've, tried to do with moderate well i'd say limited success not even moderate success but uh buddy are you a journal guy i'm not currently i have yeah. i have been in very limited instances in the past uh but i don't i don't currently yeah. uh um in a professional context i did and found great value in it so i have no doubt it's not beneficial but i'm not i'm not I'm not, not something you're that. doing brad how about you i'm absolutely terrible <laughs> That's probably my what I'm most terrible at, least favorite. I respect that's kind of part of what you do as a physician. You have to kind of maybe journal. I get burnt out yeah. with the uh, charting. Yeah, I would call yeah. it, which I guess is in a way journaling. But yep. Yep. Um, no, I, I absolutely respect the people that do it, and I see, I completely see the value in it. Even going back and looking at what you've written down, I, I wish I did yeah. it more and. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, that's not my forte. Yeah. Eddie, about you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with these guys. I, <laughs> I, 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 I've done it and uh, you know, before, usually it comes with a lesson or something and you start to think. And yeah. so you'll pick it up for a little while and you'll, you'll see the benefits and you're like, wow, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. But it's just not something I can, I, I can keep up with. I tried it a few, I used to, with scouts, I taught, uh, one of the merit badges within scouts is called personal management and it's really a valuable exercise and it's largely financial but it but it there's a, one of the things that's in there is keeping a journal as well and uh and it, so you're asking a kid that's you know 14 15 16 years old they've got to keep essentially a journal of every penny that comes in and out of their pocket for 13 weeks and then a journal really on what's happening in their life for 13 weeks it's part of the deal and so i forced myself into the same thing since i was teaching it to them and i said hey, it's incredibly hard to, to really stick mm-hmm. with it, you know, and to uh, and, and to not not fall back from that. So I really respect people that journal on a regular basis. And uh, and when I did do it with a little bit of success, it was interesting because 
you can kind of go back a couple of years and what was so dramatically important to you two years ago is meaningless today in a lot of cases. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, to me, that's, that introspection is real, well worth it. So the last one is kind of tied to this and it's, uh, and it's study. And I, and I think this is, has to do with Bible study, maybe in, in reading the Bible, but other studies outside that as well. So, um, and again, I'll start with Brad on this one. Are you, are you guys, in, are you involved in a study Ongoing study, I should say. Um, I have in various at various times in the past. I'm not currently involved in a formal study. Um, well, let me take that back. I think as part of our Sunday school class, we do we we've we've started um, looking at the U version um, devotionals, yeah. Yeah. and and yeah. we do uh, talk about. Uh, those on Sunday throughout the week. And so that, that is a form of study. Now I do my own personal study mm-hmm. pretty intensely. Most of the time I would say, I mean, with Bible and commentary, but it's just me, myself and I, which sure. I, I like that. I, I, I'd also like, um, and understand the need for gathering with other people to yeah. do that as well. Yep. Yep. Definitely the corporate side, buddy. How about you? Well, I really like what Brad just said. Uh, I'm not currently involved in any studies other than individual reading. Um, and hats off to you for pulling commentary out and, and supplementing it right. But absolutely, there's great value in that. Done that in the past and enjoyed it. Uh, so really need to get back to that. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's something. So uh, I'll, I'll direct this one to Eddie. So this is... Uh, needs to be something you made to think about a little bit. But can you think of a time in your life when one or more of these spiritual practices really helped you get through a tough situation? Wow. Um, The other two guys get to think while you're answering. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it's kind of funny, actually, I guess. um, So uh, not too long ago, I I worked for Hasbro. I was a toy salesman. And uh, when Toys R Us shut down, they let a lot of people go. And I was a part of that. I got got let go. And uh, I really did... Love that job. Um, Who wouldn't love selling toys? Yeah, it I was, mean, gosh. and I got you know I was selling action figures of all the movies I got to watch growing up. And, wow! And uh, so that was that was not good. That was a really really tough uh, moment. And even though I found it, you know, turned out to be a blessing. Uh, there, there, you know, there's a time where you're transitioning, and um, and like right at that particular point in time, the opportunity because of my spiritual gifts to become a Stephen minister like appeared. Right. And wow. so I kind of went through that class at that time. And, and you, I you felt, might explain that for, for our listeners. Yeah. So a Stephen, Stephen minister is essentially, you know, a, a person who's gone through the training to, that can just help be a sounding board for someone, right? You, you're there to listen to somebody's problems or issues. So somebody who, who has an issue um, and they want to talk to someone and they don't know who to go to and they want it to be a private confidential conversation, right, that's not out in the public, uh, they can go to the church and request a Stephen minister. And so the, and the you're church not will a counselor per se, but Correct. you're kind of that first line of Yeah, you're, you're, you're a first line. So, you know, obviously if something were incredibly wrong, if we felt like somebody yeah. was, you know, super depressed or, or even mildly depressed, right, we, we can't you know, prescribe anything or whatever, but we're, we're, we're there to be a, a confidential, you know, sort of sounding board yeah. and listen to them and, uh, and try to, try to help them. And it's, uh, it can be a really, really 
you know, important piece to, to someone's life, right? Especially if they're maybe getting just past the grieving issues or, or whatever they may, whatever mm-hmm. they may find. And I, I found going through that process and learning how to help others really helped me more than just, you know, as anything else. And, sure. and, and you, you, so it helped you through that job transition. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. It, it kind of gives you a perspective on things and it really, um, and it, uh, it really is. It was just an amazing thing that kind of helped me, sort of, uh, you know, kind of get through those those weeks and 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 you know, just kind of not only be able to do something productive, but also learn a little bit more about myself and and have a, have a skill. And that all came about because I had done you know the spiritual gift study or whatever, and somebody yeah. sent just happened to send an email and said, "Hey, would you would you be willing to do something like this?" So um, I kind of look at that as the the blessing that showed up for me. Oh, that's great. Great. So, Brad, I'm going to ask you this one. Um, what would you say to people that are struggling to make, you know, spiritual practices a regular part of their lives? Is there is there anything you've done to make any of these spiritual practices, you know, meaningful to you that you could you could express to others? Yeah, that that's hard, um, but I do. For me, um, there's there well for all of us. There's there's some things that come easily and naturally, and of course those are going to be the things that any one person gravitates toward. Um, I think being pushed by others, for example, me doing this podcast. Um, <laughs> who would have thought that? Yeah. Um, this is just not. not well, luckily, my jam. somebody pushed you into it, so but, we're, we're um, very happy about that. <laughs> but but just being pushed by others to uh, yeah. get a little bit out of your comfort zone, if that's if that's what it takes, um, mm. uh, being uh, having a routine, being regular at worship, um, I think that's at least for me that's very important. Even if you don't feel like doing something, just knowing that okay, this is the routine. I, I think that yeah. that can um, play a big role. Super. So, buddy, the next one is for you, and it's, uh, do you have any, I, I don't know how to describe it, maybe a go-to spiritual resource that you love, whether it's a book, or books, or podcast, or, you know, this wonderful podcast we're on is a resource for, I know, many of us. So, okay. <laughs> so. uh, I'm going to give you probably a trite answer, All right. but um, it's my Bible. You know, uh-huh. uh, uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the go-to you'd you'd maybe expect, but I've had it forever. Uh, it was falling so apart. Physical Bible. Physical. Yeah. yeah, I've got one on this phone too, and that's yeah. kind of a backup, yeah. uh, which is a great resource because it has a lot of plans and that sort of thing. So can't sure. speak highly enough about that. But I've had it recovered. I've had it put back together again because it's got all my notes, and so that's that's my go-to. Um, stays on the side of the side of the bed. You know, so I can get my hand yep. on it pretty yep. easily. I uh, just need to do so more often, right? Yeah. Like every day. Yeah. Like every day. So yeah. that's that's mine. Oh, that's awesome. That is incredible. So, okay, this is, a, I'm going to ask each of you this. So this this is kind of our last question. And, uh, you know, as you, as you guys know, as members of TREACH, our mission is to lead people to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, for those of those that may be listening or that you run into that haven't found a church, they don't have a faith family, and they haven't even th- thought past that to a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, which which of these practices that we've talked about has been the most meaningful for you? And I think you kind of, buddy, you kind of said yours is the is the Bible. 
Brad, is, is, you, is there a particular spiritual I, practice? I don't know if I could limit it to just one. Um, I think that worship is very important. I think that um, study and is very important. I'll what really got me plugged in and some of the best friends uh, through this church that I still have is through the walk to Emmaus yeah. uh, profound yeah. experience. And um, I think spiritual retreats like that and then continuing study uh, for me, that's, that's, it's just important to find a group of people that are welcoming and that, that you uh, click with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Eddie about yourself. Yeah, I would, I would have to say it's study. Uh, I mean, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, as my kids grow up and they become young, young adults. I was just with my daughter this last weekend at her college, and she took me to the church she wanted to start going to, and it was a different denomination, right? And uh, I, I told her, I said, you know, it doesn't matter to me what church you go to, right? Um, Very as, thankful if they're going to church, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. but it, it's uh, you know, a part of it is like if if you want to learn about you know God and Jesus, like wherever that is, wherever it takes you, just always you know, be open-minded and learn, right? You don't, whatever, whoever that guy is on the stage, you don't just take whatever he says for granted because he said it and somebody yeah. said he's the leader, right? Like you it, you take things in, you learn about it, you process it, you ask questions, you challenge it, and then you go find the answers. And and so I think, you know, to me, that's that's the study, right? And so I think that's where kids will learn to grow and and um, and, and that's how I've, I've done it myself, you know? Uh, I think that, that part is is most important because then you're learning things for yourself and whatever you, you know, wherever your questions arise, if you go find that answer, that's going to be more impactful than just, you know, listening to somebody else's teachings. That discernment part, you know, of actually going through that process. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for, for joining us on, uh, on this podcast. So there you have it. That, I think, is episode number nine of Men in Progress. And we hope that uh, you were blessed in the way uh, that we went through about things. And you'll join us for our next uh, discussion. Uh, I want to thank my brothers from Treach, Eddie Evans, uh, Buddy Bonner, and Brad Evans for joining me. And, uh, and to the church production team for helping us put these podcasts on. As it says in Proverbs, Proverbs, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And that's the whole purpose behind this podcast. And uh, we thank you for joining us. And, uh, and for our Christian, you know, just, we, we just enjoy being Christian men, trying to be better fathers, husbands, leaders, and just better men. I'm Dave Casey, and we'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the Treat services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page or at tmumc.org.